Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, the big chill is on here in Britain, it has to be said this morning. That's partly due to the snow, the freezing temperatures, which has brought the country to a virtual standstill. We're out of the football and uh, half the workforces are on strike, as far as I can tell. The trains aren't <laughs> operating, the airports are struggling. So it all feels a little doom and gloom this morning, it has oh to be said. Oh dear, and on top of that, the markets were weaker last week. Yeah, risk assets under pressure last week as geopolitical tensions remained elevated and hardy economic data maintained pressure on policymakers. Investors, you could argue, have refrained from making large bets ahead of this week's US inflation report and a raft of central bank rate decisions. In Europe, the stock 600 fell 0.9% last week, nothing too dramatic. S&P 500, however, fell 3.4% over the course of the week, its biggest weekly decline since September the 20th. Although still up 9.7% during the course of this quarter. Equity markets have rallied strongly over the course of the past couple of months on China reopening hopes, reduced energy security concerns in Europe, well, at least in the short term, and resilient earnings. I guess the catalyst to push materially higher from here would be confirmation that the central bank pivot is within sight. Growth has troughed and corporate earnings can indeed hold up. Opening calls on the European bourses this morning are to the downside. Euro stocks 50, we've got down 21 points. FTSE 100 in London down 19 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 75 points. And oil prices are falling. Yeah, Brent trading around $77 a barrel this morning. That's lower, of course, than where we were back in January. Compares to a high of $139 in March after the war in Ukraine broke out. Crude prices have fallen as traders worry that weaker global activity, ongoing restrictions in China, which of course is the world's largest importer, higher interest rates and the stronger dollar will drag down global demand. Although most forecasts suggest that demand will remain relatively resilient and supply will continue to be constrained during the course of next year. OPEC Plus have reduced their demand growth forecast for next year, but still expect demand to increase by 2.24 million barrels per day in 2023. Meanwhile, supply concerns persist as Russian exports remain under pressure. There's plenty of production disruption in a number of key countries, including the likes of Libya, Nigeria and Venezuela. US production has been underperforming expectations, whilst OPEC Plus have cut its targeted output by 2 million barrels per day, equating to 2% of global supply. And inventory levels remain close to historic lows. We expect oil to trade progressively higher through the course of next year. We've got Brent averaging $98 a barrel, WTI averaging $93 a barrel in 2023. And European gas prices are rising? Yeah, rising once again, in fact, to four times higher than the average for this time of year's freezing temperatures cover the region, uh, pushing up heating demand. In Britain, grid data showed that gas demand hit its highest level since February 2021 over the weekend. Germany's network regulator warned that homes and companies need to save more gas to avoid shortages. European storage facilities are about 90% full, which is good news and higher than you'd expect at this time of the year but the focus will be on how quickly they run down that buffer weather forecasters are predicting a period of below average temperatures prolonged spell of cold weather could quickly drain the reserves built up over the course of the mild autumn once again say leading to higher prices and calls for a reduction in gas use and the foreign exchanges please hank 
Japan against dollar coming in at 122 this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 105. You're going to get one euro 16 cents for your British pound this morning. I don't really want to dwell on it, but where were you watching the match if you watched the match? Uh, I was watching it at my brother-in-law's, and I enjoyed the match, to be honest. I thought it was a good match. England have sort of gone out of many tournaments, I think, with a whimper. I thought they put up a decent battle. France were the favourites, and I thought we made a, a good show of ourselves, to be honest with you. And it's, uh, it was much more of a 50-50 match than, uh, than was anticipated, to mix metaphors. I think it was on a bit of a knife edge and could have easily gone uh, England's way. So a little bit of disappointment there, but we're used to World Cup penalty disappointment. There's no doubt about that. And I'm sure there'll be many more to come, but uh, good luck to France. But I have to say... Come on, Morocco. Come on, Morocco. <laughs> he didn't just say that. Oh, dear, and what about did you catch a glimpse of poor Ronaldo? I really felt for him walking off crying. Yeah, little fellow was in tears, wasn't he? <laughs> I, I just, I really sad there. <laughs> that Dear really me. Oh, oh, they're giving really him a hard time. Why? I Why think they, they are giving him a bit Why? of a hard time. Why Listen, does he he's a legend. This? I don't know, because he's been so high for so long. He's become a little bit temperamental, it feels, as he's uh, finishing his career. So perhaps uh, not finishing the way he would have liked uh, at the World Cup or indeed at Man United. So a bit of a sour end to what has no doubt been an, an amazing career. You cannot, cannot move away from that. So, uh, yeah, disappointment for him. But it's been a good World Cup, hasn't it? There's been a few shocks. There's been some surprises. I think it's been, been pretty interesting stuff. Uh, it certainly has been. Well, uh, keep warm. And we'll <laughs> we'll speak, do, we'll speak, do. Speak to you tomorrow. Speak tomorrow. Have a great day. Hank Potts from Barclays.